Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember all that, they even said this part too in the video. They was like, we got three core values. What are they? Live, love, serve. Live, love, serve. Amen. We thank God. Today is the end of our It's Bigger Than You series. We've been rolling through this series for the beginning of the year till now. And um, it has been powerful. I know it's been impactful for me. And I pray that you go back at times to uh, rewatch some of the sermons from this series, whether it is on courage or self-doubt, even anger, joy, healing. Uh, sacrifice, uh, whatever it is, go back and look at these sermons. That's why we keep them posted on the website so that you can go back, share them with others because I hope and I pray that they've been impactful and resonated with many of you. But today we want to end talking about love. Amen? About love. And uh, so I want you to turn with me. Uh, I actually have what we call, you know, every now and again, you got to act like you've been to school and use big words. And so we have today a, a canonical text, which simply means, that's a nice word, right? Canonical. It's not like medicine, canonical text. But it simply just means a scripture that is found in the canon of the Bible. In particular, this is the canon of the New Testament. And then I have a non-canonical text, which means what? It ain't in the Bible. It's somewhere, but it ain't in the Bible. So we're going to read the canonical text today. That's something you might learn on all night TNT on Friday, by the way. First John 4, verse 16. First John 4, verse 16. And then our non-canonical text, which you don't have, you'll read up on the screen, is from the Gospel according to Nina Simone. So the first one. 1 John 4 and 16, and here's how it reads. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Hold on, don't go to the next one. I want to read that again. That's good. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Amen. And now, the gospel according to Nina Simone. Put that on the screen. Put that back up there. There we go. There it is. You've got to learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served. We've got to learn to leave the table 
when love's no longer being served. Come on. I thought you'd like the Nina text. Come on, let's pray. First John 4, 16 again. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. And then Nina Simone. You've got to learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served. Amen. Come so put your hands together. Give the Lord a hand clap. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them you and I according to that scripture are fearfully and wonderfully made made in the majestic and matchless image of God you and I bear upon us the divine imprimatur We've been marked by God and the sign and seal of that relationship is love. Those of us who claim to love God are inherently lovers of love because according to the scripture, God is love and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Think about that for a second. You and I, again, who bear the divine imprint upon our lives, who are made in the image, likeness, substance of God, are reminded by this scripture today that we are called not only to recognize that God is love, but that that love is the same love we ought to abide in and that God, because God is love, will abide in us. Imagine how that shifts and shapes the contours of your life to think that you now are love and that love abides in you and that God abides in you and that you abide in love. That means that because you are made in the nature, the substance, the image of God, that love has found a dwelling place in your soul and that your soul is shaped and shifted by that love, that agape love, that unconditional love that is the lens by which you look at life. I know there are things that have happened in life and oftentimes happened to us that have tainted our nature. Especially if, again, we are as God and we are love. There are things that have happened to you in your life that have sought to undermine who you are. 
And I don't speak now about purpose and calling. I speak now about being a bearer of the ultimate responsibility of making love manifest in your life. That's really what this is about. Love, love causes you to behave certain ways, act certain ways. Love causes you to not behave certain ways and not have certain ways, especially if you allow love to reign and love to lead and love to direct and love to guide. The problem is, is that sometimes we step out of our identity because we step out of love because sometimes we've been stepped on. And because we've been bruised or hurt or damaged and wounded, all those moments of bruising and damaging and wounding have a way of robbing us of the essence of our identity. It steals our love. Last Sunday, I think at the second service, I, 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 I shared a quote from Reverend Cecilia Bryant that she shared with Reverend Lakeisha. And she said, the enemy knows that the enemy can't have your victory. But the enemy, since the enemy knows that the enemy can't have your victory, the enemy will settle for your joy. The enemy will seek to take your joy. So that in many ways, it's because we have experienced thievery of the highest order. Where there's been attempts to take our joy, it has tainted our identity and our very being. And we have, moment by moment, pain by pain, tear by tear, become losers of love instead of lovers of love. When was the moment love started fading from your spirit? When was the moment that your soul became and spirit became so tainted that love began to diminish in you? It impacted how you treated people. It impacted how you engaged people. It impacted primarily how you saw yourself and how you treated yourself. Primarily because if we are made in the likeness and image and substance of God and God is love, and that means that we are love and that we abide in love and that God abides in us, that means part of the reason the things that we cannot control, sometimes people's actions and attitude towards us that seek to diminish the love that is in us, that's one thing. But the second thing that I want to focus on today is not those things that happen to us because often we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we are after the damage. I can't control necessarily what you do to me, but I can control how I react to what you do. And then I also control what I accept. Oh man, you got to hear that. I control how I react to what you do. In other words, I control how I react to those moments when there are thieves around me who seek to take joy and love away from me. I control how I act. Watch this. And I then determine what I accept. Man, if you don't get nothing else today, get that. One, I determine how I act. I accept then. And it's me who accepts what's around me. I control how I act. I determine what I accept. If you don't get nothing else, I control what I act. I determine what I accept. I'm going to say it again. I control what I, how I act. And I determine what I accept. I control how I act or I, how I react to what you've done to me. I control how I react and how I act to how you've treated me. I control how I act or how I react to what you say to me. I control how I act and how I react to how you feel about me. 
and then I determine what I accept. My God, if you could grasp those two things today, if you leave here understanding those two things today, it'll make life a little bit different because you'll stop blaming because again, you can't control how someone acts towards you, but you can control how you react and act towards them. Now, here's a question. How many times has your actions been shaped by what people have done to you? Every action causes a reaction. And sometimes the reactions we give to the actions we receive have been correspondent to what we receive. In other words, when we've had those encounters, those moments, those experiences that sought to rob us of love, we then not only lose our love and we are no longer lovers of love, we become the thing that the people who assaulted us are. to mistreat you because you mistreat me. I, I don't have to give you what you give me. I don't have to play this emotional tit for tat with you because you don't understand or recognize who I am. I, I don't have to go back and forth to prove myself if you really see who I am. Primarily if you know that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made and I'm made in the image of God and that God is love and I am love and love abides in me and I abide in love and God abides in me. I don't have to let you take that away from me. Love is an act of power against the assassins of love. Maintaining it, leading with it, living with it is rebellion against this narcissistic age of pretentious love. And by the way, I I've learned and lived long enough to know that when you say you love me, words are not enough. I I I've lived long enough to learn that because you got the right words, if there's a disconnect between your words and your actions, your words don't mean a thing. I need to make sure that your words and your actions are in alignment before you become believable. And so, so many of us are fooled. We don't look for alignment. That's why so many of us are tricked because we don't look for alignment. Misaligned people with false words expecting you and I to react to them in a way that's counter to their disposition. What I mean, you ain't treating me like you love me, but you want me to treat you like I love you. Now wait, I know somebody said, hold on, pastor. I, but, but, but you say that I got to love no matter what. I got to be loving. Yes, that's why part two of this equation is important. You determine what you accept. I do not have to remain in your space, if your space that you've created ain't filled with the love that I expect. Oh, this is a hard one today. Steve Jabosky put it best. He said, here's a problem. 
We have a tendency to accept the love we think we deserve. The problem is, what do you think you deserve? We accept the love we think we deserve. But if you think you don't deserve love, that's what you'll accept. So sometimes the spaces we enter, the relationships we have are based on what we think we deserve. And if we don't think we deserve love, then we'll end up in loveless spaces and not recognize it because we have a loveless environment within ourselves. The love we accept is the love we think we deserve. But guess what? If you don't think you deserve, then the relationships you forge will be a reflection of what you think you deserve. Okay, I'm sorry. So, 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 secondly, on top of that, you accept the love you think you deserve. And here's the real part. You have to learn to discern this. That how someone treats you is a reflection of how they really feel about you. Again, I ain't going to let words, the words and the actions must be in alignment. So that even though you tell me one thing, and if your treatment of me is different than what you say, that means your treatment is a reflection of what you really feel. Come on, I got to help some folks today. See, I had a question yesterday at Coffee and Conversations, and people often ask me questions. Well, you don't speak to singles. You don't speak to couples. Well, hold on. I don't have to speak to couples to speak to love because if you're in a relationship that does not reflect the love you deserve, this thing about couples, it's about you understanding what you need to accept. You determine what you accept. You control how you act or react, one, and you determine what you accept. And the problem is that some of us accept spaces that aren't filled with love, and we continually inhabit those spaces, hoping that somehow it will turn. Now, I know that it's possible that everything Pastor Kendra can turn, but here's what I learned. I don't have to remain present while you're going through your transformation. That, that's, that's when you tell some folk, holler at me when you get your mind right. Because right now, I cannot accept that. That, that's, why, that's why I had to pull on the gospel according to Nina Simone. You got to learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served. If love ain't on the menu, find another restaurant. But you got to learn to leave those spaces that love is no longer being served. Why? Because God is love and you are a reflection of God. That means you are love. And when you abide in love, you abide in God and God abides in you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you love me, that means that you are now connecting to the divinity in me. That means that the love of God that's in you reaches to the love of God that's in me. And pretty soon the love affair we have is between God and God. You'll get that when you get home. That, 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 that somehow, somehow something within me is reaching out to the thing that is in you. And all of a sudden between you and I are deep longings that are shaped by the love of God. And pretty soon our love is not only shaped by God, made by God, formed by God. It then saturates the nature of our relationship. It cements our binding. When love becomes the binding,
under in the relationship. That means that you can't get unstuck because you can't get rid of God, especially when God is at the center of your understanding of who you are. If love abides in you and you abide in God and God abides in you because God is love, that means you are love. That means you can inhabit spaces where folk don't see you. You got to learn to leave the table when love no longer being served. This today is not a word giving direction on how you ought to love. This is a word hopefully to give clarity on how you react and what you accept. Because some of the pain some of us feel is because we react in the wrong way and accepting things that are beneath us. Well, let me close with this. The question is this, and I leave with this. How much do you love yourself? If you're looking to find love in someone else, you got some soul work to do. If you're looking to find completion in someone else, you got some soul work to do. If you're looking to find yourself, I'll say it again, in someone else, you got some soul work to do. How much do you love yourself? I love myself so much that I won't let you control my reaction to your insanity. I love myself so much, I will not let your acts of lovelessness control the nature of my love. I love myself so much that I won't let you push a button that shouldn't existed for you in the first place. I, I love myself so much that I will always remember who I am even when you forget who I am. I love myself so much. That I will not allow my mind, my spirit to be manipulated by your coercive ways that are shaped by your insecurity and your inability to love you. I love myself so much that I will not cohabitate spaces where I'm carrying all the bulk of the work because you refuse to love me. I love myself so much that I will not let my reaction be shaped by your dysfunctional action. And then I love myself so much that I'm committed to what I will accept. Oh, there it is. No, I will not accept your love not being in alignment with your actions. I will not accept your words that have no corresponding treatment of me. I control how I act and I determine what I'll accept and if love ain't on the table I'm out of here because I can't stick around in loveless spaces that's why I learned a long time ago there's some spaces I got to disconnect to there's some folk I got to walk away from there's some people I don't need to be around because love ain't on the table Why? Because I'm made in the likeness of God. And I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
God is love. The writer of 1 John said, and we know the love that God has for us. Oh, I woke up this morning. Y'all missed that. We know the love that God has for us. I feel my heart beat. We know the love that God has for us. When I see the sunrise and the sunset, when I see the oceans roar, when I see the trees sway and the wind blow, we know the love God has for us because God is love. And if you abide in love, then love abides in you. And you abide in God. And God abides in you. That's why you can then set standards for your life. And determine what you will and will not accept. Bye may not be forever, but for now, if you don't learn to love me, I'll see you on the other side of your sanity. You accept what you think you deserve. What do you deserve? I deserve the best. And you got to be able to say that I deserve best. I ain't say perfection, the best. That's really what the deal is today. It's not about teaching you how to love. It's really helping you determine how you react and what you accept. Because that shapes the nature of not only who you are, but the relationships we have. Come on, stand on your feet today. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.